0: Hello and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS. And I'd like to introduce the host of this week's episode. He's the editor of Business West. Here's Joe Bednar. Welcome everyone to another episode of Business Talk. We have a great show for you today, but first we have an important message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk Podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF equal housing lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we're back. And as promised, we have a great show for you today. Our guest is Meg Talbert, Executive Director of Dakin Humane Society. Happy to have you here on Business Talk, Meg.
1: Thanks for having us, Joe.
0: So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a dog lover, uh, one of many animal lovers (laughs) here in the Valley, so I'm excited to talk to you. Um, I know that Dakin, which is based in Springfield, has been around for more than a half century. Um, How has its services evolved over that time, and what is your reach and range of services today?
1: Well, many people know Dakin for having adopted an animal from us, coming in, getting a cat or a dog or a small animal from us. Um, But throughout the years, we have done incredible work with our community spay-neuter clinic. Um, About a year and a half ago, we opened our pet health center, which is a new accessible veterinary care clinic. We have uh, programs like our kitten street team that does uh, trap-neuter return in the community. We have a pet food bank for community residents who might be going through some economic struggles and they need some some help with food for their pets. Uh, So we're just in a a place of growth. And I think what we're finding at Taken, and we try to message with people, um, is we we really are in the human service uh, business, as well as the animal welfare business, supporting people and their pets um, through all sorts of highs and lows in their lives. Yeah, it's,
0: it seems like the, the goal of effective animal welfare organizations like yourself is, is to keep families and pets together. I mean, that's the most important thing. How important is that to you personally? It sounds like it's something you're passionate about.
1: Absolutely. I've worked in nonprofit all of my life. Uh, most recently, i uh, worked with Wayfinders and Housing and Human Services. So understanding the community, understanding people, um, being compassionate and, and listening to people and having open heart. Um, is, is incredibly important and that's what we have here at the staff, the volunteers the people that show up to Daykin every day are just incredible individuals who support not only the animals in our community but the people as well.
0: Yeah and as yeah, um, when you mentioned the people I, I know you'd mentioned a couple of services already I went onto the website and saw some of the stuff that uh, Dakin does. I mean there's even a, a pet loss support group which is <laughs> I think is is fantastic. I mean that's uh, something all, all, all uh, animal lovers have to deal with from time to time.
1: Yes, that's been an incredible resource, and everything is online. It's a free service for people to come and attend if they've lost a pet. We have people from all over the country, actually other countries, uh, dialing in for that. And uh, it's a relatively new service for us, but something that people have really appreciated um, and found um, comfort in in speaking with people about loss.
0: And then you have pet food aid, you've got a thrift shop, so all these things are really support it's families who uh, um, you know, want to keep and love and take care of their animals. That's right. So this year, um, I'm told, has seen quite a surge in need. I, I think this, the numbers I was given from your organization was that from, from January to August 2022, you took in um, 1,830 animals to care for. And in the same eight months of 2023, that number was more than 3,000, which I think was more than the full year's totals for, from 2021 or 22. That's... That's a surge, so how how have you handled that?
1: Yes, absolutely, and those numbers have certainly continued through September and October. Our intake has been up uh, nearly 60% over the last year, and it's it's due to several factors. Um, During the pandemic, there was um, some trouble for folks accessing spay-neuter services, accessing veterinary care. I think right now, people are being impacted by um, housing, availability, housing loss, high cost of living. So they're making some choices um, about their pets and coming to Dakin for help uh, when they can no longer care for their pets. On the flip side of that, we have just incredible community here in our region, people that want to adopt, people that want to help those animals and, and provide them new homes. So um, from what you know comes from sometimes um, sadness and loss that we have to support people through um, comes the joy of making new adoptions and finding those animals new homes.
0: Is there a consistent need um, to adopt out um, cats and dogs from Dakin? I mean, mean, what what should people know about that?
1: Absolutely. There is always need and people who are considering adoption know that they're, they're really saving two lives. They're saving the life of of the animal or improving the life of the animal, um, bringing them into a new home and they're making room for the next animal that needs to come in for us for care and adoption. So it's, It's such an important choice that people make when they're considering bringing a pet into their home to come to Dakin. I always encourage people as well to continually check out our website. Uh, We have new animals available every day on our website uh, throughout the year. We had a very, very busy summer, but we anticipate that we're gonna have um, animals available throughout the fall and the winter as well. And the other thing is we did reopen to the public recently. Um, During COVID, we were doing adoptions by appointment only. Now, Tuesday through Saturday, we are open from 1230 to 3 for people to walk in and adopt. Um, So sometimes there will be animals available that are not even on the website. So we want to welcome people to come by um, to take a look, to talk to our staff who are just amazing um, resources. They know all of these animals uh, individually. They know how to make a great match um, for every individual home.
0: I really, um, I'm, I'm going to spend a little extra time on this because I, 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 really believe in, in, in rescuing and adopting. So for folks that, you know, might be considering a breeder, I mean, what are some misconceptions or hesitancy that some people might have, and what, what would you tell them about, about, the animals that they can, um, they can bring home from Dakin?
1: Well, I think that they need to know that these animals have gone through a routine health check. All of our animals have, um, will be spayed and neutered prior to their adoption. We know about them. If they have any particular um, health concerns that have been identified upon intake, we certainly talk about that with a potential adopter. Uh, we have animals of all age as well, and um, you know, people that are interested in in a kitten or a puppy can find one here. But we have a lot of you know middle aged dogs, some older dogs that need care. That um, we have a lot of people whose hearts are really Go out to the the older animals that come in, and they need a special type of of care for their lives. Um, so we have adopters of all of all types that come to us, and then thinking about also about small animals as well. So um, people interested in 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 guinea pigs or rabbits, those types of pets um, also can find data taken.
0: I didn't know that, so that's that's good to know. Um... So not just locally, but but nationwide. And I think I think you might have hit on, on this a little bit um, up top. It seems like there's a lot of economic challenges these days that are affecting not only families, but nonprofits, uh, which makes it more difficult to do the work, the important work that you do. So what do people need to know about the landscape right now for nonprofits, and especially those, in your case, in the animal care and the animal welfare realm?
1: Well, the need is great. And people need to know that a gift to Dakin um, or, or supporting animal welfare in general throughout the country um, is is a gift that will be well um, well served to help both people and pets. Um, people gifts of all size, whether it's a, you know corporate donation or a foundation or individual giving, they really let us do do the work. Um, they are that um, that bridge that allows us to go that extra mile for the animals to help people out um, when they're coming to us. Um, they need to surrender an animal or they might be at the pet health center and they're having trouble affording service. All of those philanthropic gifts are the link to being us being able to help people who are in need and, and help those animals as well. Uh, so we're just we're just incredibly grateful for the support we have. We have amazing groups of donors. They're very, very um dedicated to take in. So whether they're making a financial gift online or they're buying items from our wish list, every every bit makes a difference right now.
0: You're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. We're talking today with Meg Talbert, the Executive Director of Dakin Humane Society. Um, you mentioned um, earlier that you've got a background in, in nonprofit management. You, um, you worked at Wayfinders, I'm sure some other um, roles as well. Tell me a little bit about your past work and how you came on board at Dakin and what attracted you there. Sure.
1: So I work. um uh, nationally in nonprofit, I worked in Boston for a long time, and then about six years ago, over six years ago now, um, came out to Springfield. I live in Central Mass. Uh, came out to Springfield and really learned a lot about this city and and this region, um, the people, uh, the needs. So working at Wayfinders opened my my eyes to the challenges, the economic challenges people are having, the housing people, challenges people are experiencing. Um, but I also worked um, supporting some of the community engagement programs there, so it's been great just learning about the different community groups that are in the region, how people support each other. Um, I think the Pioneer Valley is a very special place. It's it's you know might might seem um, large on the map, but it's it's very um, you know people that live in in this region. They love this region. They love the the beauty and being up in the mountains and um, all that this has to offer. Um, and I think there's a certain pride about living in this region that I've really appreciated.
0: How um how how large is is the uh, the the team at take and How many people are working there at any given time?
1: We usually have about 60 staff, um, mostly full time, some part timers. Wow. Um, so that's been some growth from, for us and, and some um, planned growth that we we did this year, knowing that the number of animals that we would have in care was going to be higher. Um, and then we have a network of, of over 300 volunteers here at Deakin. And volunteers are, um, there's a variety of different ways to get involved as a volunteer. Some people come in to help with daily animal care and walking dogs and enrichment programs for the animals while they're, they're here in the adoption center. Um, Some people help us with office work and help our development team and our marketing team do their work. And then we also have a wide network of foster homes uh, who take care of animals prior to adoption. It's pretty incredible. Over 60% of the animals that we adopted out last year spent time in foster care. And what an amazing difference that makes for those pets to have that home environment. We're learning a lot about them. We're learning um, if they can get along with other pets. Um, you know, how they're doing on their, their house training, um, obedience skills, all of those types of things. So, um, our foster caregivers are an incredible asset to Dakin and, uh, we encourage people if they're interested in learning more to visit our website.
0: And as you said, that that's going to help you make better matches too, right? When they're, when they're in homes and getting, they're getting to know them personally and, um, yeah.
1: Absolutely. And even, even our foster families, they also help with our, our marketing of animals um, because they're taking photos, they're taking videos, they're telling fun stories about their interactions with their, with their foster pets.
0: Are you looking for more foster uh, families and how can people get in touch with you if they are interested in that?
1: Absolutely. We are always welcoming new people that are interested in fostering. It doesn't need to be uh, a terribly long-term commitment. People that um, are curious about how the foster process works, how they learn how to care for their animals. Um, you know, gosh, I only have a one-month window that I can foster. You know, we will work with anybody in, in um, whatever situation and, and really try to be open and making a good match. So people can find information on our website, which is Dakinhumane.org. Uh, there's information about volunteering and under there is is information about foster
0: and as far as the other um the other volunteer opportunities does that that same sort of flexibility apply whether people have just a little bit of time or a lot of time or all all week i mean there's probably uh, places for everyone right
1: there are places for everyone there's people that you know our, our our morning wake up crew there's folks that come in and do Um, Enrichment activity with uh, cats in the afternoon. There are people that only do weekends, Um, you know, people that come in every Sunday and they walk dogs on Sundays and that's meaningful to them. So we do have a really wide variety of people that want to help out with some of our events, um, volunteer in our thrift shop. Uh, It's it's really a, a wide variety for people to get involved
0: it seems like it's the kind of thing that once you once you you're involved if you love animals that it's something you probably want to continue doing because it's a
1: um, it's, yeah it's gratifying. incredibly rewarding and it's it's really fun to interact with the volunteers and and ask them that they always have their favorite animals that they're working with you know have you have you met you know skipper up there and you know they really do take pride and and also such happiness when some of their favorite animals in the adoption center are adopted. Everybody oh, really celebrates that.
0: Absolutely, I can I can I can imagine. Um, and you mentioned um, uh, giving opportunities earlier. Can people go on to um, DakinHumane.org to, to find out how to do that as well, whether they're an individual or a, or a, or a company that wants to donate?
1: Absolutely, and this is a great time of year for folks um, wanting to do something around the holidays, wanting to give back, uh, whether there's school groups or. Um, businesses that want to do a supply drive for us um you know people feel great this is actually was a great time of year for me to start last year because i got to meet so many people from the community that came in they've done a supply drive they're coming in They're meeting the animals um and i I always joke every time people come in they're like my wife is gonna kill me if i bring home an animal (laughs) but (laughs) it's happened I, i like to tell the story of um we had a fire alarm go off a few months ago and one of the firemen that responded to the alarm. We didn't have any trouble. It's just a, a false alarm. Um one of the firemen said, you know, I'm thinking about adopting a cat or a kitten. I said, come on back. And he did. He came back and he adopted. So um it's just a great place to be. I think it's a uh, an incredible organization. Walking through these doors will warm your heart. Um meeting our staff and our volunteers we love showing off what we do and um and teaching people about about the needs in the community and, and how they can get involved in, in helping not only the pets but the people as well.
0: You know, speaking of needs, I meant to ask more about this up top because I think it's important. You've got the spay and neuter clinic. Um, tell me about that. How people can access that, and how important it is to have that service.
1: Absolutely, it's it's, it's definitely been um, difficult in the veterinary community as a whole throughout this country. Uh, fewer people are entering the veterinary field, whether that's veterinarians or technicians um, or other people um, coming to animal welfare. So there really is a shortage uh, in veterinary staff. So we are very lucky here to have our staff and our veterinarians to run uh, this spay-neuter clinic. Um, it, it is designed to help people um, who um, may be struggling to access other veterinary care for location or for cost. Um, one of the things that we want people to know about spay neuter, though, is you need to plan ahead. So we are booked out right now um, you know, through January or February because the demand is so high. So if you are bringing a new animal into your home um, that's not coming uh, from a shelter and, and it has already been spayed or neutered, you do need to plan for um, whether it's your own veterinarian or coming to take and uh, plan ahead. Um, and you know, just making you know, again, philanthropic dollars help support that work. Our team in Spain Neuter is just incredible. The care that they take um, for these pets um, and just the efficiency with which they work is is amazing.
0: It's such important work. That's why I was um I was hoping you'd share a little bit about that. So thank you. Um yeah, we just, we're just about out of time, um, and I know you've hit on some of this already, but just um, how gratifying is this work to you personally when you see all these impacts that Dakin and, and your team has um, on families throughout the, the region?
1: It's an amazing place to be. I, I told people uh, about a year ago when I, when I took this job, I felt like I I won the job lottery. Um, so it's just been so wonderful to come into an organization uh, where I've been welcomed, where people want to teach um, about their experiences, that there's really good communication, incredible teamwork, not only internally here, but with our partners in the region as well. Um, it's, an, it's just an amazing place to be, and I want people to come to learn more about the work we do, follow us online, come visit, um, think about adopting from Dakin, and also just want to say thank you to the community for your support of Dakin. We could not do the work That we do without the generosity of others. Um, Whether it's a philanthropic gift, a supply drive, or people giving of their time, uh, it really is what makes Dakin work.
0: Again, dakinhumane.org, or if you're looking to adopt a pet, they're open Tuesday through Saturday, you can do that. Um, That's all the time we have today. Thanks so much, Meg, for spending a few minutes with me uh, talking about what you do.
1: Thanks, Joe. We appreciate you as well.
0: And thanks to all of you for tuning into Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm Joe Bednar, the editor of Business West, and we'll see you next time.